All right, welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. So we have come to the final point of aberration in groups that, when solved, bring about group sanity as per Mr. L. Ron Hubbard's extraordinary article of 14 December 1970, Group Sanity. That's the name of the article. We have just completed 10 points of group sanity. In other words, they are points of sanity when they're in, quote-unquote, in or present. And But they are also group aberration or insanity when they are, quote, out or absent. If you're witnessing insanity in groups... You are witnessing one or more of these 11 points, we're about to cover the last one, being mishandled, usually a whole bunch of them. And if you're not observing insanity in groups, well, you might want to be a little more careful in your observation because there is a heck of a lot of insanity surrounding us these days. Whether you're looking at companies, uh, communities, nonprofits established for worthwhile causes or even for evil ones, or governments, or any group of any kind in particular, we are interested in your group, the thousands of listeners to BusinessWise who have or are forming businesses. Learn and practice the handling of these points in your own group or any group you are part of. And perhaps, if enough of us are working at it, the islands of sanity, which will be your businesses or companies, will become the sea. That is our hope in producing and distributing this podcast series. So let's review the 10 points we have covered so far. I review them every episode. I want you to basically memorize these. They are number one, hiring. Number two, training. Number three, apprenticeship. Number four, utilization. Number five, production. Number six, promotion. Number seven, sales. Number eight, Delivery, number nine, finance, and number 10, justice. Each of these have a recent episode dedicated to it, and these, apart from any bonus episodes, have been the subject of our last 10 episodes. So if you haven't listened to those earlier ones, I highly urge you to, after you've heard this one, or even consider re-listening to them if you've heard them once before. Very, very, very important material. Now, this last point, point number 11, which we're going to cover now, is a natural consequence of the earlier points being in, if it's in, and the earlier points are in, it's also almost impossible to attain this final point with the earlier points out. It is supremely fitting that it is the last of the 11 points of group sanity, and that point is morale, M-O-R-A-L-E. Now, I want you to listen. We're going to define morale in a minute. I actually released a bonus episode a little bit earlier this week to cover this subject. We've covered it a time or two before, but it is an extremely important subject, one that isn't really given enough importance by most of the business training that I have observed. Very, very important subjects. So listen now. Mr. Hubbard introduces it in this particular article. It will make your hair stand on end. I guarantee it. So he says here, point number 11, morale. A continuous assault on public morale occurs in the press and other media. Happiness or any satisfaction with life 
is under continuous attack. Beliefs, idealism, purpose, dreams are assaulted. And then he says this in all capital letters. Insanity is a refusal to allow others to be, do, or have any action which would lead to a higher morale has to be defended against the insane few. I'm going to read that to you guys again because this is so apparent in today's society. This was written in 1970, okay? Could never be more alive and real than it is today. So he says here, any action which would lead to a higher morale has to be defended against the insane few. And then again, all capital letters. A third dynamic psychosis, remember, a third dynamic, dynamic of groups, the urge to survive with and of groups. He says in all capital letters, a third dynamic psychosis is a detestation of high morale. Detestation of high morale. Do you ever get that? Do you ever observe someone who seems to just, you know, people are winning, they're happy, and there's a detestation an intense dislike for people's happiness, their purposes, their dreams, their ideals, under continuous attack. So it's pretty darn hard to maintain morale in this day and age. Someone uh, is attempting to look good, look healthy, and they're berated in the press for body shaming others and person takes great pride in asserting his masculinity and it's he's told it's toxic you know he loves the fact that he's good with his hands he's good at fixing things and you know good good at settling quarrels or something and no you know he's just he's being macho or it gets ridiculed it gets attacked you know you try to produce a group that works hard and gets a lot of things done and it's like all of a sudden you're defending it as a slave driver. All kinds of, it's, it's a continual assault. Anything you do to try to achieve any level of pride or idealism, even the very effort to be prosperous. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, the, the wealthy are attacked because, you know, they worked bloody hard perhaps and made something go right and providing some service to people and providing jobs and so forth and they're berated in uh, the press or in the media for um, God knows what. It's just something to be aware of. Insanity is a refusal to allow others to be, do, or have. So don't buy into it. You know, you get this negation from many, many different quarters. And uh, you certainly, if you want to maintain your own morality, better not buy into it. But the important thing also to realize is that it's a situation with your team. It's a situation with your employees. A third dynamic psychosis is a detestation of high morale. Somebody sees somebody with high morale, something wrong with that, something wrong with that guy. Drug him, jail him. Some child who's full of vim and vigor, full of morale. Obviously something wrong with that child. Let's put him on some kind of a medication. I see it all the time. A detestation of high morale, a refusal to allow others to be, do, or have. This is a third dynamic psychosis. Very evident in today's society. All right, so we're going to break this down further, but let's start by defining some terms, starting with morale itself. And Mr. Hubbard defines it 
as a sense of common purpose. It's quite a long definition, so pay attention. A sense of common purpose or a degree of dedication to a common task regarded as a characteristic of or dominant in a particular group or organization. Also defined as a confident, resolute, willing, often self-sacrificing and courageous attitude of an individual to the function or tasks demanded or expected of him by a group of which he is a part that is based upon such factors as pride in achievement in aims of the group, faith in its leadership, and ultimate success, a sense of fruitful personal participation in its work, and a devotion and loyalty to other members of the group. I think I should repeat that, don't you? That's quite a list. But if you think about it, these are the kinds of things that do get attacked. You know, your loyalty to a leader is considered, you know, you might be accused of uh, brown nosing or, you know, seeking favor. Just a, just a detestation of high morale, can I say? Okay, so he says, uh, also defined, I'm going to repeat that, also defined as a confident, resolute, willing, often self-sacrificing and courageous attitude of an individual to the function or tasks demanded or expected of him by a group of which he is a part that is based upon such factors as pride in achievement and aims of the group, faith in its leadership and ultimate success, a sense of fruitful personal participation in its work, and a devotion and loyalty to other members of the group. You know, he goes on to say this, also a state of well-being and buoyancy based upon such factors as physical or mental well-being, a sense of purpose and usefulness, and confidence in the future. Morale, in a military sense, applies to the whole group, as in esprit de corps, spirit of the group. So it can be applied to a group, it can be applied to an individual, that these are some of the honorable qualities that uh, are associated with morale. How about this one? I just want to revisit this. Faith in its leadership and ultimate success. You know, you ever get told, well, you know, your dreams are too high and, you know, you'll never make it in this economy or whatever. Detestation of high morale. A refusal to allow others to be, do, or have. That's what that amounts to. So, morale. This is an extremely important subject, and we have addressed this at least twice before in earlier episodes. If you want to know more about it, the episodes are Episode 17, Volume 1, Money, Sanity, and Morale. We just released that re-released that again earlier this week in episode 12, uh, volume three, a fairly recent episode called Truth and Morale. Definitely important episodes and you should review them when you get a chance. But at any rate, there's your definition. Now, Mr. Hubbard, in the article I'm about to cover with you, makes reference to another tool, which is going to be the subject of future episodes, a tool which I've been avoiding because uh, of its extraordinary depth. And despite numerous, numerous requests that we cover it, I just haven't, and that is a tool called, by Mr. Hubbard, the Admin Scale, which is short for Administrative Scale, and is a scale of importances in management, and which is way too embraceive to be covered in one episode. But, you know, this was kind of interesting. We tackled this group sanity one episode, one point at a time. Maybe we'll do the same thing with Admin Scale, because it is. It's too much to cover in one episode. But maybe we'll cover it in a future series. We'll see. If you want, want us to, you know, drop us a line. That will help. Uh, but let's start by defining what is an admin scale. Mr. Herbert says this, 
uh, 6th of December, 1970, right about the same time he wrote the group Sanity Reference. He says, I have developed a scale for use which gives a sequence and relative seniority of subjects relating to organization. Then he lists out 10 items. We're not gonna, I'm not going to list them all out because we're not going to cover it really in detail today. But for instance, it starts at the top with goals. Then you have purposes, policy, plans, and so on. These are all aspects of management, and they're rated in uh, terms of importance, goals being at the top. And he says, and this is a quote from Mr. Harbert, this scale is worked up and down until it is each item in full agreement with the remaining items. In short, for success, all these items in the scale must agree with all other items in the scale on the same subject. So, as mentioned, I'm not going to go over every item on the list. I just mentioned the first four to illustrate the point that there has to be alignment and agreement between these points. You can't have a goal, for instance, to be an international soccer star and have a plan to get drunk every night. And obviously, these points don't line up. So that's the admin scale. So in discussing this last point of group sanity, Mr. Hubbard does refer to the admin scale. And as mentioned, I will cover this in detail, probably in a future series. Okay, but that's your definition. Now, he also uses another word I think we should clear up. If not for any other reason, then it's kind of a cool word. And it's an interesting choice of words by Mr. Hubbard, and that is the word ghastly. It means shockingly frightful or dreadful, horrible, like a ghastly murder. But it also means resembling a ghost, especially in being very pale. In the example they give here, a ghastly look to his face. And also another definition, terrible, very bad, a ghastly error. So ghastly kind of has a death-like quality. is an interesting, it comes from Middle English from the term ghast, which means terrify. It's Old English, gestan, related to ghost, ghastly. Okay, so that's one of the terms he uses in this next section, so I just want to make sure we clear it up. Okay, so here we go. Mr. Robert goes on to say about morale. When all factors balance up in an org, short for organization, when all factors balance up in an org and give the group a common direction and mutual viability, morale can be expected to be good. All right, here you go. Getting your earlier 10 points, morale is kind of a given. People are being productive, they're trained, they've been apprenticed, they promote, they know how to sell. All these earlier points are in, hiring is good, utilization is good, and everybody's pulling in the same direction. You can expect morale to be good, as he says here. Then he goes on to say this, when the admin scale and the 10 elements described are out of balance, without proper importance given to each, he's talking about the admin scale now, and when one or many of these admin scale and the elements herein described, so he's tying together now the points of the admin scale, goals, purposes, policy, plans, and these earlier 10 points of group sanity. You kind of juggle those, keep those all balanced. So your planning is good, your policies are good, your goals and your purposes are good, and you're maintaining these 11 points of group sanity, this point, morale, and the earlier 10 points, you've got yourself a winning group or organization. That's why it's pretty important that we do cover the admin scale later because, for instance, goals, purposes, very important to define in your group. You could be doing training, you could be doing hiring, but if you neglect goals and purposes, there's no direction for the group. So how's there going to be morale? So you've got these earlier points of group sanity and you have the points of what we are going to talk about in the very near future on the admin scale, these 10 points of the admin scale, starting with goals, purposes, policies, and plans. Are you dying to know what the other points are? You probably are because 
Now I've left you in a total mystery. I will go over what they are. I'm not going to define them for you, but I think you better know these 10 points. So I'm just going to cover them very, very quickly. Goals, purposes, policy, plans, programs, projects, orders, ideal scenes, statistics, and valuable final products. These are the 10 points of the admin scale. We will be covering those later. But those points have to be lined up and your points of group sanity have to be lined up. That's what's going to give you your viable, prospering, expanding organization. So I repeat what he says here. He says, when the admin scale and the 10 elements described are out of balance without proper importance given to each, and when one or many of these admin scale and the elements here and described, so your admin scale and your points of group sanity are not in agreement one with another, then morale will be poor. Morale is not made of comfort and sloth. It is made of common purpose and obstacles overcome by the group. When the admin scale and these elements are not held together by similar aims, the morale has to be held up artificially. Now you see efforts you know, to do that. You know, like, let's have a pizza party. Let's give everyone a raise. Let's give everyone a bonus. And you can sort of give a boost to morale, but it's artificial. You need your admin scale lined up. You need your points of group sanity in. Okay, that's your winning combination. You may not have connected as we were going through these points of group sanity. You may not have connected this, those of you who are more familiar with Hubbard Management, with the 10 points of the admin scale, but the admin scale issue actually precedes this by a few days. So they go together. So then he says, the most ghastly, the most ghastly morale I have ever seen was amongst the, quote, idle rich, end quote. How about that? Ghastly, ghastly morale, horrifying, near death. Morale from the idle rich, no purpose. No objectives, nothing to bind the group, no programs, no plans, no ideal scene, no points of training, no points of apprenticeship, no points of utilization, no promotion, no sales, idle and purposeless and ghastly morale. Okay. And the highest morale I have ever seen was amongst a furiously dedicated common purpose group working under fantastic stresses with very little against almost hopeless odds. Any of you have been familiar with a group like that? An interesting story to illustrate the point. I uh, happen to be a member of a group that has a reputation for being a pretty tough outfit. But while I've been a part of it for a very long time and my name is recognized within the group, not many of the newer members know me by sight for different reasons. So not that long ago, I joined a reunion of several hundred members. And as I walked in the room, I could feel eyes upon me as I walked past table after table until I got to the very, very front of the room uh, and sat down where all the old dinosaurs are, the veterans that have survived everything and have built such a reputation that no one dare speak to them almost. Anyway, as I approached the table... Uh, the rest of the scary dinosaurs started smiling and greeting me and waving me over, you know, come sit down. And one can imagine the young guys asking themselves, who the heck is this guy? 
and before too long, our table is roaring with laughter as we old-timers started telling our war stories. Now, I want to ask you, these stories, these anecdotes that are making us laugh and laugh, what do you think they're about? Do you think they're just about our wins and our victories? Heck no. They are the stories of our near-death experiences, the things we survived as a team, and yes, won in spite of everything. Those are the stories that, while we can laugh about them now, weren't particularly funny at the time. But they are the shared experiences that made us a team and the ones that built our morale. I sometimes pity those who can't quite hang in there in a group like that. Things get a little rough and they can't deal with it. But the funny thing is, even those guys and girls, their proudest moments, the ones that relight that glint of passion in their eyes, are the stories they will tell you of the good old days when they were with such a group and in the trenches and some of the most uncomfortable situations of their lives. So these are the things of which morale is built, pride in achievement, in aims of the group, faith in its leadership, and ultimate success, a sense of fruitful personal participation in its work, and a devotion and loyalty to other members of the group. That's the stuff right there. And don't you ever forget it. And then he goes on to say this, Mr. Harper goes on to say, I used to observe that morale in a combat unit would never materialize before they had been through hell together. Now, Mr. Hubbard commanded corvettes during the Second World War in two arenas of war, the Atlantic and the Pacific. So he knows what of he speaks here. And uh, you've probably observed it yourself. If you've ever been in a group that's gone through hell, uh, you'll notice that the morale very high and the loyalty to each other very high and... Uh, it's a time we never forget, surviving something like that. But don't discuss working in a group like that. Today, people say you're crazy. Like, you know, you're, you're being uh, fooled. You're being gullible. You're being sucked into working for some group that, you know, has these impossible odds. Go get a real job, you know. Go, go, go to college and study and get yourself a boring plug-along success job somewhere instead of doing all these crazy things. I've been accused my whole life of, you know, being a workaholic and working too hard. And when are you going to take a rest? Detestation of high morale. Okay, we're going to wrap up the article. This is the final paragraph of this long article we've been covering for several episodes now. He says, all drama aside, morale is made up of high purpose and mutual confidence. This comes from the admin scale items and these elements of organization being well aligned, one with the next, and honest, sane endeavor to achieve a final goal for all. L. Ron Hubbard. And that wraps it up. That wraps up our uh, 11 points of group sanity, the final one being morale, which is a natural consequence of the earlier 10 points being in and put into alignment with the 10 points of the administrative scale, the scale of importance. I kind of snuck that one in on you here. You probably have a lot of questions about it, so I guess we better address it in the next upcoming episodes. So I guess we probably will. So look for that starting next week. All right. 
And uh, yeah, give us your feedback on what you thought about this series of 11 points all about group sanity. And it was our first effort to really do a series, I guess, that are all interconnected. Each episode is intended to stand on its own. You can listen to each one on its own, but it is also was designed as a series for you to make you very, very familiar with the subject of group sanity. I'd be interested in your feedback, whether you like the format or not. Leave a comment. Give us a like if you liked what you heard. Write us at info at wiseeastus.org. And above all, thank you very much for listening. And I hope you learned something from it. And we'll talk to you again next week.